It seems like Jimmy found himself at an impasse, or maybe a fork in the road, or maybe something else. He's in deep trouble with his parents, but he still has a mystery to solve. Will he follow the mystery to the end, or will he go home and write, I'll never get in between a young kid getting pummeled and a couple of bullies 350 times over and over. Maybe he'll ditch it all and find a nice quiet meadow to watch the clouds and wonder if they really do mimic everyday objects. Is it a stapler? Is it an old shoe? Who knows? Stay tuned to find out where this all takes Jimmy. Chapter 5 The walk to school that morning took an eternity. All Jimmy could think about was the case. A good night's sleep did nothing to help him get his mind around the mystery. What did this all mean? But his analytic mind was being distracted by the reality that he was going to have to face being grounded. He had been grounded before, but now he knew his parents meant business. His crime-solving days were numbered. The thought of this tortured him. Civilian life was too boring. Jimmy stopped to watch the sun come over his school. Let's just get this day over with, he thought. Let's just get it over with. Right when Jimmy passed the gate into his school, he felt the presence of two large objects right behind him. What do you two lugs want, said Jimmy. The boss wants to have a word with you, said the two in unison. It was the distinct sound of the Bowery Brothers. Let me guess. I don't really have a choice in this one, do I? Don't make us get rough, one said with a shove. I haven't seen what you guys can really do, mainly because you take the cheap shots. Jimmy got another shove. Remember, it's two against one, said the other one. Jimmy started walking. I only listen when you guys make a real point. The Bowery brothers directed Jimmy to the back of the school, a place where real trouble happened, a place where a kid could get roughed up and the adults would never hear. This place was the dumpsters. Three dumpsters had been squared off next to a wall to make a little office, a room with no roof. When Jimmy rounded the corner, he saw a tall, lanky kid with dirty blonde hair who looked like he was a grade higher. His limbs seemed to move independently from his body, like he was growing faster than he knew how to handle. The kid had an air about him as well, but that might be because he was wearing a button-up shirt and a paisley ascot. Peculiar clothing for a kid of his age. Jimmy hadn't seen this kid around the schoolyard. Had to be another transfer student or someone stepping into a yard that didn't belong to him. You know why I brought you here? The kid spoke in a soft tone. I know it's not to ask me to join your recess basketball team. Jimmy felt a jab in his shoulder from one of the brothers. Please, boys, let's not rough up our guest, said the kid. The brothers told me you had quite a tongue on you. They've gotten more than an earful of my yammering. My question still stands. I get the feeling that you're the kid named Thursby. The guy that hires these two goons to kick around little girls. The blonde with the curls? She may be little, but she's nowhere near innocent. Are you Thursby? Yes, Evelyn Thursby, named after the famous speed reader. Pleased to meet your acquaintance, Mr. Pierce. Thursby gave a little bow. That's a rough name for a kid in grammar school. Rough for the bullies when I have these two at my disposal. If you got these two, then what do you want with me then? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. So you're a raconteur as well. Thursby let out a little laugh. I wish you two could entertain me like he does. But to the story, it all began at Hartford Elementary, two counties over. This was my third school. Always teased because of my name. And because of it, I was always transferred from school to school. 
teachers always took pity on me because of this, and this pity gave me access to things other kids could only dream of. During this time, the only person that befriended me was a girl with blonde curls. When she transferred schools, she took something very dear to me. Something I need. Let me guess. Now you want me to help you. Precisely. Last time I helped someone pick up a package, I got sapped and not the tree type. Then I came to in a smelly garage with a couple of smelly lugs to match. I can make it worth your wild. How about your weight in candy? I was never one to have a sweet tooth. I do hope you consider. Am I free to go? But you were always free to go. You have a funny way of showing it. Jimmy turned to see the Bowery brothers staring down at him. Boys, please let our guest pass. Jimmy turned as he passed the gated twins. How's the essay writing going? The what? replied Thursby. Just as I thought. Jimmy got 20 paces out of the makeshift office when Thursby shouted out to him. If you reconsider, meet me for the real pickup, the bus depot at 3.30. Jimmy thought to himself as he walked down the hall. Something was up. Something big. But he could barely finish his thought when he was interrupted. Jimmy, boomed Jenner. Jimmy thought this was strange considering that Jenner never really boomed. He just sneezed. What's the word on the street, Jenner? I was hoping that you could tell me. It's f f a chew. Jenner pulled out an old damp rag that he kept in his front pocket and wiped his nose. Five minutes after the first period bell. Jimmy was so far behind the school he didn't even hear the bell ring. I was picking up some news for you. That's why I'm late. News? What kind of news? I don't know yet, but when I have it figured out, you'll be the first I ring. Jenner was taken back, thinking that Jimmy was pulling his leg. Now stop this and get to class immediately, or face another detention. Right, boss, said Jimmy as he scooted off. Mathematics can't wait. Jimmy sped off, trying to make it to class. He knew he didn't want to get into any more trouble. He was hoping that he'd be able to convince his mother not to make him wear jeans. But if he got into trouble again, then that would be it. Jimmy heard a scuffling noise behind him and turned to see a kid with the worst atomic wedgie stumble over to him. Before Jimmy knew it, the kid had passed him a note on a torn piece of Scantron form. The kind used for standardized tests. The girl is dangerous. Was the only thing the kid got off before he collapsed. The atomic wedgie was just too much for this kid to handle. Jimmy shoved the note in his pocket and helped the kid up. He knew that he didn't have much time to solve this mystery, but this kid needed his help. Jimmy slung the kid's arm over his shoulder and helped him over to the nurse's office. Once he got there, Jimmy knew that he would be detained for hours getting grilled about the kid and why he had an atomic wedgie that left him barely able to walk. So he did what any sensible detective would do. He pounded on the nurse's door and ran away. Once he was down the hall, Jimmy took the note out of his pocket and studied it. And there was another strange Russian word written on it, with the time 3.30 right next to it. Jimmy knew who he had to talk to, and he knew exactly where to find him. Jimmy ended up skipping math. He was sure if his hunch was right, Jenner would forgive him for all his trespasses. He walked right up to room 234. This room no longer housed chattering children. It had a much higher purpose. Jimmy opened the door and his old pal Dale Barton was sitting in the dark with a single lamp illuminating him and a chessboard with a game Dale was playing from memory. Jimmy, what brings you here? Every day, Dale sat in this room. The school administration had finally given up on him. He used to cut class every day and sit in the library to play chess with people in other countries. China, Russia, Brazil, the list went on and on. 
They finally stopped making him come to class. All he had to do was sit in room 234 and play chess all day. I have another linguistic question for you. Dale held out his palm. Let's see what pieces of the game you have. Jimmy gave him the note, but he noticed something that he hadn't seen before. The Scantron was filled out. Huh, you have a lot of questions about Russian lately. Dale stopped with a sharp pause. This means present or true. I wonder why it was written on this piece of Scantron form. I've been bending my mind around that question since it was put in my hand. I have to cut out. I think I have some business to conduct. As you do, Jimmy. One of these days, I'm going to come up here and get a full tutorial on this game you love. I'll teach you about the Queen's Sacrifice. What's that? Sacrificing the most powerful player on the board to gain a more favorable position. What if the Queen is already gone and all you're grasping at is straws? Well, then you're done for. Jimmy laughed as he walked out of room 234. Jimmy walked into one place kids hated to go, the principal's office. Jenner's secretary, Mrs. Applethorpe, was busy banging a rubber stamp over pieces of paper. She always seemed uptight. Every day she wore a dress with a sweater draped over her shoulders. She hardly noticed that Jimmy was standing right in front of her. Ahem, miss? She jumped up completely surprised someone could enter the room and she wouldn't even notice. Jimmy, you caught me off guard there. I need to have a word with the big man. She hit a button on an intercom microphone and screeched out. Jimmy Pierce is here to see you. A static voice came back through the system. I'm a little busy right now. He's busy. She could barely finish her sentence when Jimmy went ahead and burst through the principal's door. Jenner was busy, but not in the way any fifth grader would expect. Jenner was jamming a nasal spray canister up his nose, which he dropped immediately when he saw Jimmy. Miss Appletorp, I thought I told you no visitors for 15 minutes while I administer my allergy medicine. Sorry, but Jimmy here just burst through the door, said Mrs. Applethorpe. Don't want to be rude here, folks, but we haven't much time, said Jimmy. What's this all about? questioned Jenner. I've got a hunch, and I want you to trust me for the first time in your life, Jenner. There's some dirty business going down this afternoon, and I need you to meet me at the bus depot at 3.30, said Jimmy. Well, this had better be worth it. I have a meeting with some teachers about how to help the students study for the new standardized test coming up. I'm sure you want to be there for this. Remember, 3.30 at the bus depot. Don't be a minute late or I'll be done for. Jimmy stormed out of the office. He was going to be home late, but he had to see this through. Before he was plodding around trying to figure out the big mystery. But now that more pieces of the puzzle had landed, he had a purpose. A new player is added to the game, and Jimmy got another chess tutorial. A totally different type of game. Seems like Jimmy had a new revelation, but to what? Tune in next time to find out, and stay safe, young detectives. <laughs>